0: Hey everybody, welcome into the New Beginnings Podcast. I'm your host Tyler Moss and going to discuss that um, a very difficult loss to the Chiefs. Very, very tough loss. But I think people are taking it a little harder than they should be. I've, I've seen some people that are taking it how I believe they should and in a, in a positive way. I mean, I've heard it thrown out from multiple different people that yeah, there's no moral victories. I've heard that from Tons of different people on different platforms about, about how there's no moral victories, but there's a lot of good to take away from this game, and <clears throat> that's that's kind of how I feel about it too. I mean, but I honestly, I you know, I, I do believe that there's a moral victory to be had here. I, I really do. Um, if it was a, a game in the classic sense where we had all of our healthy players, or or at least some of our healthy players, and didn't lose so many during the game, you know, there's there's so many things that you can kind of break down and look at that. Um, just kind of either didn't go the way that this team needed it to go, um, having a couple lapses uh, during the game that that led to some quick points for the Chiefs, and you know just losing key players or not having key players available—all those things just came together to to make it a very daunting task to be able to take down the you know arguably the best team in the league, uh, the defending Super Bowl champions, but the way that they were able to come back in this game uh, the way that they were able to to make it a close game at the end you know when it mattered and put themselves in a position at least to to attempt to get the win you know that's it's really you can't ask for more at least from the position that this team was in from the beginning you know they they were fighting they were fighting an uphill battle from the start you know whenever you're whenever you're down your top 3 running backs And they've been trying to scrape together a running game all year. And finally, last week, uh, we see a semblance of a running game when Miles Gaskin comes back and goes 21 carries for 90 yards. Um, You would think, you know, with with his skill set, he would have been able to, I I believe, have a decent game, at least better than what we saw from the running game uh, in this game. So I think that would have been a huge help to this team, um, especially during the time where they were, you know, getting some quick scores. Uh, he would have been able to, to help us slow that down, kind of cool off that Chiefs offense, and and try to right the ship. But but we'll get into talking about the game now. Um, the you know the Dolphins lost by six points. Uh, it it came down to the I mean really they the Chiefs kicked that one field goal there to to kind of ice it there at the end because um, you know they spread it out to to The nine point lead, uh, the dolphins had to go down and and we did a good job at the very end of getting down the field, uh, to you know kick that field goal to at least give them chance, give themselves a chance to try to recover an, uh, an onside kick, which you know are very difficult to do usually when you look at that kind of situation. You, you know that the game's probably going to be over, other than the miracle of, of getting that, and we've seen it done this year. I think it was the Dallas game. Uh, whenever they had that miraculous comeback victory, it was against the Falcons, I believe, and they were able to get an onside kick in that game. I'm pretty sure, but uh, you just don't you don't really see it as often as you used to. Some of the rule changes and some of the, the ways that, that they do, and it's mostly for player safety. So there, I mean, there's no issue with that. Just it, it's just kind of one of those things that whenever you see it happen, you, you pretty much know that the game's probably going to be over. Uh, but starting off the game. Uh, you know, for the team to, to come out really strong, get two interceptions against Patrick Mahomes, and they were able to get three uh, on the day, and also a fumble recovery for four turnovers on this Chiefs offense, and that's just a a huge statement in itself to be able to do that. Um, and and kind of on that, I, I heard one of the uh, I can't remember which per, which person it was, but one of the reporters uh, asked uh, one of the defensive players. Uh, after the game, when they were interviewing him, he said, he said, well, you know, going into this game, if you were told that you had, if you had four turnovers against this offense, would you have thought that would be enough? Or, or, you know, you think this game would have gone differently if they, uh, you know, if if somebody told you that before the game started? And they they were kind of trying to, I didn't really like the question because they're trying to get the defensive player to talk bad about the offense. And they're trying to, trying to kind of infer that that this loss is more on the offense only because the defense was able to get four turnovers. And I just, I don't really agree with that because the defense had some mishaps that, um, you know, and we'll get into that. But, but the uh, you know, both sides of the ball had had some things that, you know, really came together to cost them this game. Uh, and so I, I don't think... The fact that they just get four turnovers means that the defense played a perfect game. You know they they certainly didn't, um, but it you know they they need to get their they need to to get their um, you know pat on the back or I guess it's a bad way to say it, but they they need to get their praise for coming out so strong, uh, getting uh, sacks on Mahomes this game, even a thirty yard sack by Jerome Baker, which was an incredible sack. They were able to to make him twist and turn. And fall back, and Jerome was finally able to take him down. Um, so, so I mean, the defense did have a great game. Uh, they they came out really strong. When it kind of come started to come apart, uh, in the especially in the third quarter, we saw whenever we saw them uh, get you know three scores fairly quickly, um, and I mean it really. It, it all started with Bobby McCain going out injured injured in the game. Um, Bobby, Bobby McCain goes out injured. Uh, they bring Clayton Fedgelum in, uh, and they immediately score a touchdown on the next play with Tyreek Hill, uh, his first touchdown. And um, whenever Tyreek Hill went on to score his second touchdown, uh, Clayton Fedgelum was in on that play as well, I believe. And so, I mean... I, Clayton Fedgelum had a very difficult game uh, he didn't need did to not not do very well uh, you know looking looking at that without Bobby McCain in there and they're immediately able to take advantage of that it's just it's very disheartening you, you would you would really hope that Clayton Fedgelum you know given that opportunity in that moment would be able to come in and at least at least give some semblance of a, of a, you know of an effort and I'm sure he was trying but I mean, it was ugly. It was definitely ugly, and you know, after uh, after uh, Bobby McCain went out, there were there were more injuries along the way. Uh, we lost key pieces during this game, uh, some of which we're having to keep an eye on because it's possibly going to affect us in, in this coming in this next game, which is going to be very important. And not having some of those players, it could be very very difficult for this team. Um, but you know, staying on the defense. Uh, I don't really have too many other things to say about the defense because I mean you can't keep the Chiefs from scoring all day, and they did a really good job of of holding them for you know what I believe was enough to win the game, um, or what could have been enough to win the game, because uh, especially with the with the whole Bobby McCain Clayton Fedelem issue, I think that that, that resulted in at, at least one. If you don't want to give, if you don't want to say both touchdowns are on him, I, I would. Definitely, at least say one is then. So you know, I mean, there's, there's a possibility that having Bobby McCain in there could have, could have, been able to hold off at least one of those touchdowns. Um, but you never know. You really never know. Um, they can score on on any defender at any time. Um, I thought the corners did an outstanding job in this game. Um, so, uh, I mean, uh, Byer, I mean, you can't say enough about Xavier Howard. Xavier Howard had. One of the most incredible interceptions that I've seen in a long time in um, just a very, very hard and difficult play. And he just hung in there and just one-handed <laughs> intercepted that ball, and it was amazing. Uh, and funny enough, the game uh, after uh, the Dolphins played in the evening games, the Colts had actually an interception that was almost identical to it <laughs> where I don't know who the defender is but I saw him go up and get a one-handed interception just like that so it's pretty crazy to see two of those in one day um, but yeah Xavier Howard goes on to have nine interceptions on the year I don't think that there's any question at this point that he should be the front runner for defensive player of the year uh, he's going to need to finish the year strong and he, I mean he's, he's shown no signs of, of slowing down at all um, so I mean especially throughout the next three games there's there's uh, uh, we'll be playing quarterbacks that can throw interceptions and and he certainly is going to be in the position to extend his interception streak. Um, so we'll have to you know see how that goes. Uh, Byron Jones got his got himself his first interception as a dolphin, which was really nice to see. He's worked very hard and been a been a really good shutdown corner for this team, but he's just never been the interception type of guy. Uh, so for him to finally come away with one, I think it's going to do a lot for his confidence, um, and, and he certainly has has been playing very well, regardless of, of not getting the interceptions. But both corners did a, a really good job uh, on these receivers uh, for the for the Kansas City Chiefs. That was one of the big things I was excited to watch and see how how our corners would match up with their wide receivers, and I thought they did an excellent job. Uh, they got their catches here and there, but for the most part, they were really able to limit that. Um, and uh, the, the, both of the safeties were really a big issue in this one because, like I said, after the, we already talked about Bobby McCain going out. Well, Eric Rowe had a very tough day today, uh, or that day. Uh, he had a very tough time covering Travis Kelsey. And, I mean, you can't, you can't fault the guy because Travis Kelsey is, is setting the league on fire this year. I mean, he, he already has been. You know, in the past years, because we already know what a good tight end he is, Uh, but he came out and and was just really able to bail Patrick Mahomes out in a lot of, lot of times in in this game, and uh, was their main receiver, which he can be at any point. But uh, he, he, every once in a while, they were able to have some, some good defensive plays and, and keep Kelsey from catching the ball in some key moments when they needed to get a stop. But, um, you know, when it went, with a guy like that, I mean, he was just on fire that day. He, he caught so many passes. Um, and, I mean, it just speaks to how good he is. Because you watch uh, Eric Rowe earlier in the year when we played San Francisco and the way that he was able to shut down George Kittle, who is, is a little bit different of a uh, tight end than Travis Kelsey. But at the same time, he's still a, a top level, you know, top three in the league, I would say, uh, type of tight end. Um, so, I mean, for, for Eric Rowe to completely shut him down in that game, and I, I figured that he would be able to have a little bit of success against Travis Kelsey. Uh, but it just it really just didn't come together in this game and I think it would have been nice for them to try to figure out ways to help him out a little bit more uh pull you know pull the linebacker have a linebacker help out a little bit more with him, and maybe they did and I just missed some of it on you know some of the plays but um but but I, I I don't think Eric Rowe is is a bad safety at all I thought that you know I thought that he, he just got the better, you know, Travis Kelsey just got the better of him that day, and there's nothing really to, to you know, hang your head about whenever you're playing the by far top uh, tight end in the league and somebody that's leading the league in reception yards. So, uh, so that, I mean, that was certainly, everybody knew is that was going to be a very difficult matchup going into this game. Um, I was, but like I said, I'm really happy that the corners were able to have success for the most part against those receivers. Um, other than Tyreek having the the two touchdowns, but one of them was on like a shuffle pass uh, when he you know came came right in front of Mahomes, It was basically like a running play, um, and then the other one was uh, just that, that longer pass that uh, that you know honestly that was the one where Fedgelum just completely got blown by. He was not ready for that, and um, they were out of they were just completely out of place. And it, honestly, that one shouldn't have happened. The shuffle play was just a lot of skill on his part, good blocking. And he was able to run up the sideline and get in, um, but the pass was was very difficult to watch. Um, but yeah, other than that, those were his only two catches, and one of them was basically a handoff. <laughs> so, so they were able to do a pretty good job on Tyreek Hill throughout the game. Um, you know, somebody that's shown that he can put up over 200 yards in the first half of a game. So, so with a receiver like that, they did a really good job. Um, all the other receivers were able to contribute a little bit, but nothing, nothing outstanding. Um, Miami was able to hold their running game uh, to under 100 yards, which is really good because Clyde edwards lair and Le'Veon Bell, when you have a couple of running backs like that, and um, I thought they were able to do a pretty good job on them. So uh, overall, not not too bad, not too bad. They did good. Um, kind of talked about those were a couple of the negative things there. Uh, we'll go on to special teams now, and we won't spend a lot of time on that. But uh, one of the huge things in this game was that punt return by uh, Nicole Hardman for the Chiefs. And, you know, there's there's a lot to break down about this punt return and why, it, honestly, it should have never happened. Um, they, it was extremely hard to watch this happen because I'm watching it live on the TV and see um, our, our guy our defender whatever you want to call him whenever they're running down there. I think they call him Gunners uh, when they're he, the guys that run down to try to tackle the guy catching the ball on a punt whatever <laughs> but but whenever he's running down, towards McCall Hardman, and he's got the, the guy running next to him trying to block him, and he completely grabbed a hold of him and pulled him down onto the ground by the back of his jersey and pulled him down. I I, I I was like, okay. I'm like, well, I'm watching with a bunch of my Chiefs friends at the time, and I'm like, oh, there's holding right there. I'm like, it's going to come back, and then he ends up running it for the touchdown, and then I don't see a flag, and I'm like, um okay are they gonna call it late or like <laughs> but of course the flag never came um I was really confused really confused on that one uh it, it was i mean a great run by him there's a lot of other guys that could have brought down McCole hardman between there and and in the end zone uh so i mean i was pretty upset and upset about not you know the not hold on that and if you do not believe me you can go back and watch it <laughs> because it is it is pretty egregious, <laughs> and I have not heard it talked about enough by really anyone. I've heard it mentioned a couple of times, and that's kind of you don't want to cling on those those s- small things like that. That you say you know oh, should have been a flag there. It sounds like you're complaining about the refs. I, I get that. I do, uh, and I don't like to be that person either. But this was just it was such a critical moment in the game to fully put the momentum on the chiefs because they had some momentum already going um, but for that to happen right there it, it was it was huge it was a huge moment and it was uh, it, it was really that moment where i just kind of dropped down and thought you know there's there's no way that we're going to be able to overcome this now we're gonna to have to fight just to make sure that this isn't going to be an ugly blowout that's even more embarrassing than what we've already seen uh, but like i said i won't I won't dwell on it anymore. Um, I just wanted to be sure that I at least mentioned it for anybody that wanted to go back and look at it or, or anybody that had any thoughts on that. Cause I'm sure a lot of people were thinking about it out there and, and I, I don't feel that it's been addressed enough, uh, as far as that, that egregious hold <laughs> is concerned. So, uh, but, but certainly not, not the reason Miami lost this game for, you know, definitely not. Um, uh, a huge turning point, I mean, a huge moment in the game that that uh, can affect it one way or the other, though. And so that's that's why I wanted to address it. Miami's special teams has been, you know, one of the best units in the league this year, uh, special teams-wise. So, you know, going uh, going into this game, I thought that was an area where we really needed to um, ha- have success in, in getting good field position, um... Getting them pinned back as far as as we could to limit their uh, limit their drives and the distance for their drives. Uh, so there wasn't really a whole there wasn't really a whole lot of other negative plays as far as uh, special teams is concerned. It was just that one really you know one moment there, but still some pretty good kicking in the game. And um, uh, Jason Sanders uh, missing the kick in this game was pretty hard to watch, but it was a very long kick. You know nothing. Nothing against him there; just surprising to see him miss. But he's been so good this year that you know one miss is, is certainly not going to be too big of a deal for him. I mean, he came back and made some other kicks after that, so uh, still the utmost confidence in him as a kicker. I still think he's one of the best kickers in the league. Um, so going forward, nothing uh, nothing to worry about there. Uh, but we'll we'll go over to the offensive side to kind of finish up talking about this game. Um, and my goodness, uh, to a tongue of Iloa. it was, it was, finally the game that I wanted to see. Finally, the game that uh, that I knew that he could play. And it really stinks that he wasn't able to come away with a win out of this because this is this would be talked about. It would be talked about a lot more than than it is. Um, to be able to put up numbers just about you know close to what Patrick Mahomes did in this game uh, with one, only one interception, which it stinks that he. Had his first uh, first career interception. Um, I was really hoping he'd be able to go this game without the interception and get the get the NFL record for you know first starts without throwing an interception. Um, so that that would have been nice to see, but he was close. And, and you know only throwing one in this game, um, it's it's not really a big deal. He was able to come out with uh, with a couple of touchdown passes. He was able to run for a touchdown. Um, and showed a lot of great things. He really did. Uh, at, the, at the moments at the beginning of the game, I, I get it, how at the beginning of the game, they should have got more points off of the turnovers. They really should have. But at that point, their defense was kind of fired up too at the beginning of the game. They, were, they had some good stops on us. Um, and it really hurt at that point, especially early in the game, not having that running game. Uh, they, they were not able to run the ball very well at all. And that would have been a huge deal in this game. If, if you were able to get those turnovers on Patrick Mahomes and able to get those uh, those interceptions uh, at the beginning and have a decent running game, you'd be able to you know take your time with it, get the run in there, get yourself in good position, and it, it just did not work out that way. Um, so they, Tua had to do a lot, of, a lot on his own this game, and, and honestly, um, he rose to the challenge and, and did a lot of great things. Because the Chiefs, uh, the Chiefs defense didn't make it easy on them. That's for sure. And they've got a pretty good defense. They've got good, uh, good defensive players. <laughs> and you know, having Austin Jackson go in and out of the game, he was injured um, during this game we lost. And it was it was later on, I believe, in the third quarter is when we lost them. But we ended up losing Mike Geseki with a shoulder injury. Uh, lost Devontae Parker with a, uh, I believe he, um, it was a hamstring. And it was just a, a slight strain, I think it was. So nothing serious out of that, I don't think. But, um, but yeah, you know, you you keep it close. Um, you go up ten to nothing immediately. Uh, the Chiefs come right back. They kind of punch you in the mouth a little bit with a couple of touchdowns, and then the the punt right there, the punt return that we talked about, which really put them in a bad spot. They were down thirty to ten, and you know, in the third quarter there. So I mean, really, you know, 30 to 10 in the third quarter, I, I was thinking that there's no way, that this is over, and Tua was able to make a couple of huge drives, um, and even during some of that, he loses his, uh, he loses his top targets on the team. So Gaseki's out and Devontae Parker's out. He's throwing to Lynn Bowden Jr. Uh, he's throwing to um, Shaheen on some of those. Uh, but, he, you know, he's, tar- he's targeting rookies for the most part. I mean, there's some rookies in there. There's some young players thrown in there. He's, he's throwing to guys that he doesn't normally throw to, um, you know, throughout the week in practice other than I'm sure they get reps with him. But they're not the main targets that he's used to throwing to. Uh, but he's able to go on huge drives all the way down the field, score touchdowns, and get this team in a position uh, to win. And, you know, at, the, as far as starting off slow in the game, um, there's a few things that I kind of, kind of, you know, attribute that to, and, and one of them I already talked about as far as the running game is concerned. So I won't, I won't talk about that again. Um, people are saying that uh, they need to run more of the hurry up. Uh, they need to, they need to, uh, you know, speed it up for him because they say, well, look how he's doing in the hurry up during these third and fourth quarters when they're having to move the ball and he's having huge, you know, huge success. Uh, while doing that, so why aren't they doing that earlier? And that was one of my uh, criticisms last week. Uh, but, you know, looking at it now, thinking about it some after the fact, I, I think that if they were to go hurry up and it was unsuccessful at the beginning of the game, whenever you've already got a lead, you know, you jump out to the 10 nothing lead, um, If you if you try to go hurry up and it's not successful, you can get the ball back into the Chiefs' hands even faster. And that's not what you want to do. Um, so I think that the plan was right and the plan was there, but they didn't have the running game to help them sustain it and, and, and you know, hold onto the ball a little longer and extend those drives a little bit more. And that's really, that was really, you know, some of the difference there. That was probably the difference. And that, that wasn't even, uh, getting into on the defensive side that we had two linebackers out of the game, um, with, didn't even play. We didn't have Kyle Van Noy, who's been, Um, you know, one of the leaders of the defense, if not the leader, he's been a a play caller on the defense. So, I mean, you know, when you lose a guy, that's the equivalent of a quarterback to your defense. That's huge. It's going to be huge. Um, Landon Roberts was, was also out and he's been a guy who's been really good at helping with the run. Um, He's pretty good at going up and getting big hits up the middle and and uh, able to track people down so he's a very good athletic playmaker that, who comes in and spots so uh, so those two guys you know not having them in the middle it's, it's a huge huge loss right there i think that, um one if not both of them may have been able to help a little bit more with uh with travis kelsey maybe van noy i i'm not sure how they would do that but i know van noy's a pretty big guy so i mean they could always help you know over the middle when you have somebody so big like travis kelsey is going over the middle um not having a guy like Kyle Van Noy, it does hurt. Um, but that's that's all I'm really going to get into at the game. I'm not going to break down all the individual passing yards, everything else, or the, the receiving yards, all of that. You know, they they did a good job. They just fell fell a little short. Uh, so many things that you can point to during the game that if they could have done this or that, that they they could have beat the Chiefs. They could have beat the Chiefs, and that's that's kind of what is puts the. Puts a sour taste in all the mouth of the fans is that everybody expected you to lose the game. You know, even even the fans going in, we had hope. You know that our our defense is good, that our team is getting better. Um, but beating the Chiefs is a very tall, tall task. And but the the way that they came out and played the game, uh, the, the things that we saw during the game, that's that's kind of what makes it hard to swallow. Is that you you had it. They had the game. Um, they had their chances in this game, and the, the mishaps here and there, the injuries and the the missed opportunities. That's that's really what it is. The the encouraging thing is you went toe to toe with the Super Bowl champs, uh, better than better than a lot of other teams have done, um, you know, in, in in recent times here. So you, while there isn't any moral victories, I'm sure there isn't in the locker room at least. It was a, it was a moral victory for me in my mind, thinking that this is going to be a very bright future for this team. And um, honestly, I think that the way that the, the team is constructed, I think that uh, it could possibly be a, a great rivalry for coming years between these two teams. I think after we get some things uh, patched up this offseason and and get some playmakers in here, it's going to be uh, a very high, you know high-quality and, and high-powered team on offense and defense for the Dolphins and um, I'm, I'm really excited to see where they go with it. But before we get there in the future, we have to look to next week. And next week is the New England Patriots. And it's going to be at Hard Rock, a place where uh, in recent history the Miami Dolphins have had success against the Patriots. So after, after suffering a pretty difficult loss against the Patriots at the beginning of this year, Um, Miami is is by far from being the same team. And New England is far from being the same team too. But it's in a little bit worse of a way. Even though they have had some success here uh, in the last couple few weeks. But I guess a couple weeks before this last one. Because this last week they they, they had a very tough loss against the Rams where they just looked terrible. Um, But the name of the game for New England is is running the ball. Uh, Cam Newton, I don't know if he just hasn't been the same since... Uh, all the shoulder issues that he had but it, him his uh, passing of the ball is just it's just nowhere near what it used to be he doesn't he doesn't have near the accuracy or power that he used to and he may have not been the best thrower before he's just extremely athletic and and is able to make big plays um, but it, he he was able to throw the ball a lot better before than he is now and, and so it yeah his his throwing ability is just It's really, really gone down from where it used to be. So Miami's going to need to get a little creative here because we do have Byron Jones, who we didn't have when we played the Patriots uh, at the beginning of the year. He was injured. Um, So he is back, but at the same time, they don't really throw the ball a whole lot other than screen plays. Um, So they're going to need to get creative on defense, and they've got athletic enough guys to do it. Um, But the name of the game here is going to be playing tight press and and bringing blitzes. They're going to have to get Cam Newton down. Honestly, they they need to keep him from getting outside and running the ball for a lot of yards. Uh, They're going to need to play smart and watch for those screen passes and then attack the ball. Um, And and do a really good job of trying to stuff the running game. So we're going to see probably a decent amount of Raekwon Davis in this game. Um, he's he's proven to be pretty good against the run. Uh, hopefully, Landon Roberts is back. I don't know, but I know that he would be a big help with that. He's very good at uh, explosive plays up the middle into the backfield uh, and stopping runs and and getting after the quarterback. Um, that's but honestly, that's how that's that's what I see defensively that this team needs to do against the Patriots. They have to they have to limit the runs and they have to watch the screen game. If you're able to play close to the line and close to the players. Um, Extreme man press and uh, make make Cam Newton beat you through the air. That's what they have to do. They have to make Cam Newton beat them through the air uh, and, and stop the run at all costs. And if they do that, I think they can win. Um, that's I, I'm not really scared of the Patriots putting up a bunch of points on Miami anymore. Um, they don't. They I mean their their weapons are basically non-existent. And they're really banking on their running game and with, I think his name is Harris, the running back, um, who's kind of coming into his own. He's looked pretty good at running the ball here recently. Uh, Cam Newton's obviously running the ball a lot. Uh, so, I mean, what, what, the, what they do is what they're doing now. They're, they don't have a lot of other tricks or schemes or anything to throw at you because um, they just don't have the personnel to do it right now. Uh, so, so the defense. This would be a very favorable matchup for Miami's defense because they're they have shown exactly what they are and what they can and can't do, uh, in my opinion. Um, on the other side of the ball, New England's still got a pretty good defense. Uh, I, I think uh, having Tua in here is it's going to be it's going to be a tough matchup for Tua. I really think, especially. If we're going to have a lot of our pass-catching options out of the game. Um, which I, I don't know how many of them are going to be out. I have no idea to this point. Um, I, I, I if, if I'm going to guess, I'm just going to guess. If I'm going to guess, I don't think Gaseki is going to play this week, which would be huge. Um, I think Devontae Parker will probably play. Um, I don't know about, like, Jakeem Grant. I have no idea. But I know that Matt barita has been... Uh, Activated off of the, the COVID-19 list. So he should be available for this game. So the running game will, will get a boost uh, for sure. And that, that's going to be a big help. I don't know about any of, the, any of the other running backs yet. But at least if there is Matt Breida, that's something. And that's that's something that we desperately need. We need somebody, at least a veteran presence that can run the ball. And and, and at least get us something. But um, I, tr- I trust us, So we'll have to see what happens because... Uh, we've, we do have some younger wide receivers that can step in, some that we saw at the end of that Chiefs game, and they stepped in and did really well, because uh, some of the veteran players at the beginning of that Chiefs game were about to make me pull my hair out with all of the drops that they were, that they were having. Um, and that was it. That was another huge part of the beginning of the Chiefs game that I thought was a detriment to Miami scoring off those turnovers. Is He would hit them. Tua was hitting these receivers in the hands and giving them an opportunity to catch the ball, and they constantly were dropping it. We've seen a lot of big drops out of Jakeem Grant. Uh, we've seen some bad drops out of Parker, uh, and and really everybody. We've seen bad drops out of everybody. And it's been really frustrating. Um, because I, I, I think maybe, I don't know if it's just the fact that they haven't played enough with Tua. I don't know if it's the fact that they're just not doing a good job of getting their hands on the ball. But it, it's, it's rough, and it's a problem. Because um, I believe that he really is having some good throws. that is put, putting them in the position where they should be catching the ball. Um, but yeah, the young guys that stepped in at the end of the Chiefs game showed, showed pretty good hands. They, they caught a lot of balls. Um, had a lot of uh, yards after the catch. So they did, they did a good job with that, and so I, I'm, I'm fairly confident that going into this game that Miami will have enough players and enough plays to get the job done. Uh, it's, it's obviously a must-win game. Uh, the Dolphins, if they're going to have any hope of trying to make the playoffs, they have to beat the Patriots this week. Um, so, so it, it, I mean, you can treat it as a playoff game. You can play it and treat it as a do-or-die game, whatever you have to do, uh, because... I mean, even if they're able to win the next two games after this week, I mean, the Ravens have a very easy schedule throughout the rest of the year. It's it's possible that the Ravens won't lose a game. And so you can't afford to lose one, especially not now, against a team that you're going to be probably barely favored to beat, uh, but they beat you earlier in the year. And, and honestly, you should be favored to win, and you should win. So we'll be hoping for that. Um, always hope for a Patriots win especially in Hard Rock it's a place that we've beat them over the years and and honestly this should be no different um but yeah I'm looking forward to the game I'm looking forward to these last three games I really hope that they that the Dolphins can squeeze into the seventh seed uh and and get them a playoff game and regardless of who they're playing in the playoff game you know I don't I don't care about being a certain seed here and there playing this team or that team it really doesn't matter at this point um you're for your you know this team needs to fight and they need to make the playoffs and get one playoff game it win or lose get that experience get that you know that boost of knowing that you did it you made it to the playoffs and set yourself up to really you know have that success going forward for the for the you know coming years where this team is going to be a contender I think I hope but um but yeah, I, 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 I expect good things. I really do. I expect good things. And if we, I, I'm worried more about playing the Patriots this week than I am about playing uh, the Raider, or the yeah, the Las Vegas Raiders next week. Um, I think that this is going to be a very difficult game. And um, but we'll see if they can make it past them. We'll we'll, we'll talk about the weeks to come and the possibilities and, and what could happen. But but get excited for the game. Get excited for the game. Uh, Brush this loss against the Chiefs off. Use it as a, you know, draw the positives from it. Because there are positives there. And, uh, you know, hope for, hope for good things in the weeks to come. Hopefully we'll have most of our team back at full steam. And we'll be able to come out and, and, and get a victory this weekend. Uh, I think that's going to do it for me today. All I really have to talk about, we'll we'll kind of break down the the hopeful win against the Patriots next week. Uh, We'll talk about uh, the Las Vegas Raiders and and, and playoff possibilities and how that's kind of shaping up from whatever happens this weekend. Uh, But I hope that you'll come back and listen to me next week. Um, Feel free to check out my Facebook page for this. It's the New Beginnings Podcast. Uh, It's a... It is, you know, a Facebook page made up to, you know, especially for this podcast. You can go on there. You can post things, interact with me, reach out, ask questions, get a hold of me, however you like. Uh, always, always welcome for that, and then always welcome to to talk football with somebody, regardless of who you're a fan of. So, um, but that's gonna do it for me. I'm Tyler Moss, signing out, and fins up everybody. Enjoy the weekend.